Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Murder Board Podcast, the anthology podcast of fictional mystery horror stories told episodically. I am your host, Walter Williams III. The voices featured on tonight's episode will be Zarya Martin, Jeanette Wu, and Salo Castillo. The stories and characters are fictionalized and based on my life and the people in it. Episodes of this podcast may contain offensive language, uncomfortable subject matter, as well as descriptions of horror and gore. Tonight, we will be continuing the never-ending murder train, part two, The Lady Vanishes. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Part two, The Lady Vanishes. Shelton smiles with a glee and a hint of guilt. He wheels over to his old friends and as fast as he can, meeting with arms stretched out. Saria returns the affection while Javon walks in through the front door. It's nice to see you. It's been too long. It's great to see you too. You look good. Should have known you'd see me again. Funny you should say that because for the last two years, everyone's been leaving. There's an awkward silence that begins to fill the air, but that is quickly evaporated when Javon introduces himself. Hi there, I'm Javon. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet another survivor of the axe murders, especially the first one to be attacked. I must say, it's incredible that you survived him twice. Nice to meet you too, my guy. Sheldon shakes Javon's hand and turns to Zarya. I see you brought a fan. He's my new partner. We're working on a case together. What kind of case? Shelton's face melts from a smile to a straight face. Zarya does the same. She swallows and walks over to the sodas where she grabs a Coke. Trying to catch a serial killer. Shelton looks down, then looks back up. Staying silent, he looks over to the front door where one of his memories floats back up to the top of his mind like a child's dead fish. The last time someone from the FBI bought something from here, I almost died. Well, lucky for you, I'm only a trainee. But I know something. What we went through, what you lost, it's still so hard. Look, the way I see it now is that I have a connection to a wonderful and a strong group of people. Sheldon turns to Zarya and smiles. So if you guys need help, I'm more than happy to. Thank you, Sheldon. So what do you need? We believe the killer has his sights on the axe murder survivors, or he could be trying to recreate the event. So we need to find the others. Well, like I said, a lot of people left town over the years. Don't you still live with MRA? Well, yeah. But just last week, MRA and Pavel left for Atlanta for a family business. And Savannah? Well, she's in town, but she's gotta be a little hard to contact. Then again, it might be a bit easy for you guys being from the FBI and all. Where is she? She checked herself into a mental hospital about a year ago after an incident with MRA. All I know is she officially checked in under exhaustion. I've only went to see her once. She is pretty drugged up, but I did get to meet her psychiatrist. Okay, well, it's going to be a minute before we get to her. So that just leaves Walter. Where is he? How do you not know where he is? He's everywhere. 
Sheldon wheels over to the counter and grabs a small flyer. He then hands it to Zarya, who was the closest to him. He really took the whole make the best of your situation thing to heart. He wrote a book about everything. Some stuff is made up, but no one seems to care. But afterwards, all the tourists and true crime nerds began flocking into town. Now he created a podcast. He's gotten pretty successful from it. The two look at the flyer and sport different different looks of curiosity. He's actually doing a live podcast show, showcase thing at the mall later today. We can swing by after I'm off, if you don't mind waiting an hour. No. No, we don't. Sarah and Devon agree, and Shelton gives another smile. Later in the day, the group goes to the mall where they find Walter. The mall was crowded, but not too crowded. It was in fact very easy to find him. Walter stands on a small stage with a piano, a microphone, and a black stool. People gather in front as the music starts to play. Walter spots the group standing just a few feet from the crowd in the back. He acknowledges them and begins. Afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for coming today. Before we begin, I wanted to sing a little song that I feel will not only perfectly describe this town, but as well as the people who find their way to it. Thank you. Walter begins to sing Wicked Little Town from the Broadway show Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> 1950s train timeline. It's early morning on the train and all is quiet aside from the train itself, alarmed enough to walk outside. Once in the hallway, everyone gathers to see what's wrong but they were unprepared for what they were about to witness. Blood, there's blood. It, it's leaked into my room. There's blood. Blood is leaking out from under the door of one of the cabins. Kimmy is comforted by Professor Albert March, who's late coming to the gathering. Standing in front of them is a hungover Harvey Hansen. On the other side of the bleeding door is Richard Rojo, who seems to be the only one fully dressed. Standing in front of him is James Ripley, with an extremely shocked and worried look. Harvey swallows his hungover symptoms and begins to take charge. At the same time, Dante appears in the hallway, pushing his way through Kimmy, Tosh, and Albert. Upon opening the door, everyone seems to have made it to their rooms last night, but it's from the sharp, high screech of a woman in the hallway of the cabinet cart that something was wrong. The scream comes from rich Asian Kimmy Tosh as she stands in the hallway. Her screams awaken everyone and cause them to... Harvey goes ahead and opens the door to the cabin. Angelica Lang's cabin. Upon opening the door, blood flows onto the floor out of the room. There, some of them sit while some of them stand and some pace the floor. The only one missing from the group other than Angelica is Harvey. That is until Dante walks in and Harvey behind him now dressed in gray pants and a plaid shirt to match, with light trench coat to complete. Looking inside the cabin, there's blood everywhere. The floor, the bed, the walls, the ceiling. There are handprints on the walls and the sheets on the bed. The room is bloody and trash. Harvey removes himself from the room to vomit. Kimmy screams more and Albert joins her than when they walk away. 
Richard, Dante, and James look in awe and sadness. Dante then tries to bring control to in order. Okay, everyone, I need all of you to please go back into your cabins and wait till I say you can come out. We are in a we are in an official emergency, and I need you all to go back to your rooms. Three hours go by, and Dante finally releases everyone from their rooms. He orders them to meet in the lounge cart. Everyone stands up worried. Harvey then speaks. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I want to properly introduce myself. My name is Harvey Hanson, and I am a detective. Actually, I've recently retired. And this train ride was supposed to be my gift, but it appears I am so back on duty. I know all of you are shaken up by what we saw this morning. After investigating, me and Dante have come to the conclusion the passenger known as Angelica Lang is missing. Upon the reveal, everyone begins to mumble questions. Missing? Did you not see all that blood? How is she only missing? Common sense would also tell you that this is a train and she could have possibly gone anywhere. So what in the hell are you talking about? I agree. It's pretty clear this was a murder. Everyone calm down. Right now she's missing. Her body wasn't in the room and there was no sign of forced entry. Until further evidence is presented, she is considered missing. Dante steps up and more questions rang from the background. People, please calm down. We will be working to figure this out. But as of right now, I'm going to ask you all to stay here. We believe it's best to question everyone one by one. Wait, are you saying we're suspects? How can there be suspects with a missing person? No one said anything about suspects. Now please, stay here and we will call you. Harvey and Dante exit the room as panic begins to build within the small room. Albert continues to comfort Kimmy, but is growing curious and more nervous. This is noticed by James. Richard approaches James to see how he was doing. I must say I'm a little uneasy with all this. Me as well. I just saw her last night. We all did. With this small train, why aren't we looking for her? Maybe it's too late. You saw all that blood. Are we even sure it was blood? Well, it definitely wasn't watercolors, that's for damn sure. I think we should look for her. What if she's still here? She's probably lost and hurt. Now, they clearly just told us to stay here. Yeah, to be questioned. Right. Now, just a moment here. Let's think this through. We are. Dante and the Detective Hansen. Ex-detective? They seem to have their minds already made up. I think one of us may have something to do with this. Possibly murder. But if we were thinking logically, it would make more sense for us to go look for her rather than them point the finger at us and in turn have us point the finger at each other when a young woman's life could be saved. I agree. There is only six cars on the train. I'm willing to believe she's hurt and lost rather than to play who done it. The argument is disrupted by Dante walking in. James also takes the time to think as Richard stands over his left shoulder behind him and Albert standing over his right shoulder in front of him. Kimmy sits in a chair looking out the window as she looks. As she looks, she gets a strange feeling. The train seems to be moving really fast, but the scenery passing outside seems to be moving slowly. Professor Albert March, Detective Hansen. Ex-detective. We'd like to start with you first. Dante waits for Albert to walk out of the room, keeping the same nervousness that only James noticed earlier. Dante then gives Kimmy a side eye. 
bitch. Once the two gentlemen have left, Richard, James, and Kimmy look at each other. So what's it gonna be? After the reunion at the mall, Walter brings everyone back to his house and hosts them, even letting Javon and Zaria stay there instead of buying a cheap motel. It's in his living room the group finally is able to talk. The house is practically empty and not a lot of furniture is vacant. Whatever furniture is there is covered with white sheets. Other and clear plastic, Walter brings drinks from the kitchen and they begin their, their conversation. So, your family just let you have the house? Well, a lot of success came from the book, plus public appearances, all things you guys avoided. I was finally able to save up enough money to buy my family a new house in a much more safer location. In return, I convinced them to let me have this one, to let me stay and take care of this one, but technically, it's still theirs. But enough about me. That's the first. What brings you back, and why the serious faces? Is someone dead? For the past year, we've been chasing a serial killer. He leaves completed murder boards before going on another spree. He's killed in New Orleans, Texas, and New Mexico. The victims range between ages 18 to 65, but no more than six, no less than three. Um, The killings are spaced six months apart, but we think his MO is about to change. We think he's found a new focus, you guys. The most recent board showed up in Memphis, but this one was empty. Not even half completed, but it was accompanied with this. Javon hands them a picture from a folder. Walter sits down in a chair next to Shelton. Together, they view the picture of the staged body dressed as Mike. Oh, shit. He knows who we are, and now he's headed to town if he isn't here already. Javon hands them another folder with pictures in it. The body was pointing at an old train next to the station. This is what we found inside, another murder board, but this one was completed. But the people on it were all victims of a mass murder on a train in the 1950s. That very same train we found this stuff in, the second murder board, but this one is completely filled out. Obviously, he's trying to make a connection from us and the victims from that train. Only we cannot seem to find anything on it. No reports or police files, public records. It's like, whatever happened, somebody wants to keep secret. Until now. Walter, you're the murder board expert. Any input? Walter takes in the photos and files after he sits them down and drinks some water, then proceeds. I've got nothing. The fuck? This person's smart and very hung up on history. But not really a copycat. If this, if this killer is really targeting us, then he could be looking for something like fame. Maybe he's already, maybe he's ready to reveal himself, but only in the most dramatically possible. Sounds familiar. Explain the train. I guess what's tripping me up is that there seems to be five people on the murder board in the train. It doesn't directly match up with the survivors. Chris and Sam are still out there. Javon steps up as a light bulb went off in his head. That's because he's not making direct connections. He's drawing parallels. Javon then grabs all the files and sits them on the table nearby, then begins grabbing objects from his bag. He then begins to assemble a small whiteboard. Meanwhile, Zarya chats with Shelton and Walter. 
Alright, here's the bottom line. I'm really asking for your help so I can keep us safe. We're the only ones still in town right now, and it's safe to assume that the killer is you. We have to be low-key as possible if we're going to stop him. Understood? No grand gestures, no sudden or undiscussed moves, or power plays. It's at this moment Shelton noticed something about Zarya. She never once broke eye contact with Walter. Shelton then realized something. She's not really asking for Walter to, to help. She's studying him. She's been watching his body language. Shelton be- began to grow cold and suspicious. Yes, ma'am. Loki. Got it. So what's the plan? Well, we should start with figuring out what happened to that train. And then pay a visit to Savannah and ask her some more questions. Warn her. I'll come with. Cool. Then Shelton, are you cool with joining Javon and getting more info on the train? No problem. First thing in the morning. At that moment, Shelton knew. Zarya wanted Walter with her. The team breaks off for bed. Shelton pulls Zarya aside. I know what you're doing. What are you talking about? Don't bullshit me, Z. Is Walter your main suspect? Just as Shelton asks the question, Zarya freezes. Unbeknownst to the both of them, Javon is listening in around the corner. Javon looks over at Walter, who is still in the living room. Walter goes to turn on the TV and immediately brings up the news channel, and the news fades into the background. Walter, Outside Walter's house is someone standing and watching through the window, and the blood-covered hands fall into fists. The next we find ourselves at the hospital, inside past the front desk, past the elevator, down the hallways, reaching to the basement, we see a woman with long, dark purple hair dressed in rich white scrubs, complete with white socks and the padded footing on the bottom, standing in the center, a small radio is playing, the song Wicked Little Town. She looked upward at the TV hanging in the right corner of her room. She's watching the news. Enter Savannah. that does it for tonight's episode tune in next time for episode three the mystery of the blue train if you like the podcast please give it a like leave comments for open discussion and share with family and friends also consider supporting the podcast and helping sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support slash link down below in the show notes once again thank you so much for listening see you next time on the murder board podcast I just need Zarya, Jeanette, Shelton, and me. Wait, did you just call me me as Shelton? Yeah, Jeanette, Shelton, and God me. dang it. Wait, no, Solo is Shelton. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I got... Solo stayed quiet confused. the whole time. He's like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn, I was going to get away. <laughs> I was like, way out of this. <laughs> Okay, hold on. <laughs> Shelton, make up your mind. He said, wait, maybe maybe now. And I'm like, 
We're just, well, come on. I was going to say, since you got to edit it, why don't you just go ahead and get to me and Solo and see if Shelton feels like being Shelton and being involved. It'd be hilarious. Like, at the end of the episode, it's Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> what if he joins in the middle of you recording? That's what he's saying. He's saying he's going to join in the middle of it. I'm like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> you fucking hate How are you doing, okay. guys? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, we're going to be in the middle of an intense scene. He's going to come in. Hello? Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hey, guys. Hey guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he's, I'm he's... sorry. Hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm we're gonna sorry, start. <laughs> Whatever happened, someone wants to keep it a secret. Until now. Hello? <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I, I freaking knew it! <laughs> Wait, what? Savannah's still here. I was so spooked. I was we like, dang, Solo does a face. really good depression. <laughs> 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 No, I love, I love how Zarya called it. Hello. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It worked out exactly like we said it would. Talking. Shit. We literally only have like a page and a half. Here comes Shelton. What Hato. have you guys said? <laughs> we were like Shelton's gonna come on in the middle and say hello. I said I was gonna do that though. That's not fair. Hello. <laughs> Are you guys on part one or part two? Part two now. Part two. I'm the last Look, half. All right. I've been at a birthday. That's one cool. birthday. If you sound the way you Are sound. You right. <laughs> birthday. I was at a birthday. Hello. So where where do, where do I start? That's the funny part. Did you guys even start yet? Yes. I like, yes. I like, I like how <laughs> I like how as soon as after I said his part until now I said hello right <laughs> after. Oh, I jumped in the middle of lines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so, I saw. I saw it too. We were like, oh, oh, hello, hello, right in the middle of the script. I thought Sala was ad libbing. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew immediately it said Shelton has joined. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you said to join now. That was like 40 minutes ago. I don't know how long it's been. I took a shot. It did fucking five for a bit, dude. It felt like five minutes. It really did. It was like an hour. I thought, okay, he just texted me. Let me go. You're you in a wheelchair. Remember, you got your legs cut off. Too. Oh, Dude, so I'm, everything in time. I'm very bitter. I almost died when he was yeah, like, yeah. Shelton willed bitter. his way to go get a hug. I was like, yeah. I was I imagining I was laughing hard at Oh, yeah. I yeah, he, he, he was I was I started using crutches. No, no. no. you in a wheelchair. No, because. Yeah. Yeah, oh, is this both legs? But the other is gone. All right, tell me when you're both ready, Walter. Wouldn't I lose both of them? <laughs> the first, the first Why episode. you take my other leg? <laughs> you, you asked me that. This, you asked me that last time. I said it felt better. <laughs> I only had one leg. At least then I could hobble around on fucking crutches. You took both of them. <laughs> <laughs> how am I supposed to get away from anyone trying to kill me? Walter. 
He said, nigga, like fuck that. your leave. Set you up. What the Shut fuck? Up. Where did when did this happen? <laughs> Hold on, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, though, when did I lose the other one? No, back no, in no, Vietnam. Yeah, back in Vietnam. Looking at that. You better have me be a fucking psycho. Something bit me. You better know who's the fucking no, Shelton, what? you are from when you went surfing during that summer. It's written that you have no legs. So far, you're in a wheelchair. We haven't brought up if you lost any legs or not. So if, it, if it's right. <laughs> okay, good. Then you can keep it. That means if you haven't brought it up, you need to go and see. If it was only one, because I had crushes and I was working at the gas station at the end of it. Because legit, Walter, I remember like you had me working at the gas station again at the very end. Yeah, I can't work without legs. I know how he lost his leg. I need at least one. At least let me keep Give one. my baby his legs Damn, back. You're about to have me be killer bait. Can I have my legs back? <laughs> I just want one. I need the other one. Like, what? Why does it sound like Shelton's something. talking to God? Can I just have one? Can I just have one just leg have back? I just want one. Why were you whipping me up? You only gave me two. You didn't give me none. At least give me one. I know you don't make mistakes, but you can at least give me one. I know you got bigger plans for me, but I just want one can, leg. I, I, I can already see it. I can see Shelton in a wheelchair trying to wheel himself away from someone chasing him with a knife as he's, <laughs> as he's yelling, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> No, take a, give him his leg back and take away one of his arms. Oh no, no. that's the worst. I still can't use crutches. <laughs> I just need to be able to run from a killer. <laughs> Without stairs stopping me. I just don't want the I just don't want the reason I get stabbed to death to be a set of stairs. Yeah, the stairs are Shelton's weakness, not the killer yeah, like, stairs. The killer kill me with stairs. He just kicked me down them. I can see oh, Shelton God. in the scenario. Where's the handicap zone at? <laughs> <laughs> I just get to the stairs running from a killer. Fuck! Where's the ramp? <laughs> Why don't they have a ramp? Nope. How'd I even get up here? Whoever's going to listen to this podcast is going to be so confused. It's like, everybody keeps switching voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready?